This is Monocle on Design Extra. It's a short show to accompany our weekly programme where we discuss everything from architecture and craft to furniture and fashion. I'm Ailey Evans. Eviaya Eskiusen is a designer working across exhibition, installation and furniture design. Born and raised in Greenland, she moved to study in Denmark, where she currently lives. Her work combines the design languages of both nations, whose values and aesthetics might at first appearance seem at odds with one another. Monocle's Gabriella de la Sante met the designer to find out how she is challenging stereotypes of the Greenlandic design tradition and bringing her own contemporary perspective. What does design from Greenland look like? That is the question that Danish Greenlandic architect and designer Aviaja Edzikiasen has been trying to answer for the past several years. Her quest to define what characterizes Greenlandic design started back in 2014. She was studying in Aarhus, Denmark's second city, and was working on a university assignment that involved the creation of wood furniture through sustainable methods. I remember we had this one project. We had to do the furniture in in wood. And it was about sustainability as well. And my teacher asked me, create something in sealskin. Because that's Greenlandic. And I was a bit provoked. And then I kind of gave myself this task or this assignment to figure out how can I incorporate my cultural background only using wood instead of using sealskin, which is like everyone is expecting. (laughs) So um, that was the first time I worked with my cultural background in a project. This led Aviaya to a years-long investigation into the topic. It became a way to initiate the dialogue on the history of Greenlandic crafts and design, overcoming stereotypes and encouraging Danes to explore the lesser-known aspects of the Arctic country. Through her research, she identified the most common elements that characterize the design language of the Arctic nation. These include recurrent ornamentation, like the use of intricate and colorful shapes inspired by the national costume, adorned with diamond-shaped patterns colored in a palette of vivid and contrasting tones, from red to purple, yellow and blue, depending on the region the costume is from. And also importantly, references to folklore, mythology and fairy tales, typical of Greenland's culture. We have myths and fairy tales, which is a huge part of the Greenlandic culture. So it's it's a huge part of my own DNA. And in her research, she identified a word, inua, which doesn't have a direct translation into English. It refers to the idea that in Greenland, every object has a soul. So traditionally, and still today, objects are given human attributes. For example... If I had to design a chair using this main word, Inua, I would treat a designed chair out of creating a body in a way. 
it has legs and maybe it has arms, maybe it has a head and it has a torso. It becomes like a character or a persona. That was one way that the Greenlandics created things back in the day and is still also a huge part of the way we uh, create things today. Many in Denmark got to know Aviaya and her work through a popular television show, Denmark's Neste Klassica, a competition among emerging designers tasked with creating Denmark's next design classic. The show gave Aviaya a platform to showcase how her research can be applied to create furnishings that combine Greenland's design traditions with the Danish approach to the craft. I'm trying to figure out how to merge these two worlds, which is also uh, my two identities as a Greenlandic and Danish designer, and see how I can merge these uh, the definition of Danish design and the definition of Greenlandic design into this transnational merged design language. There was one piece in particular during the competition where Aviaya managed to successfully incorporate her cultural background and Greenlandic design principles. The piece was a handsome chair crafted in wood with an upholstered burgundy seat and backrest. She used detailed ornamentation as part of the very construction of the chair. The way I worked with my cultural background in the chair was to work with Uh, patterns. Patterns are a huge part of uh, the Greenlandic culture and uh, I I had this idea of creating the legs of the chair that was inspired by the patterns that we use in, for example, the Greenlandic national costume. I wanted it to not only become an ornamentation but also a the construction of the chair. So it's a way for me to merge the Greenlandic uh, side of me, but also the Danish side of me into this transnational design language in a way. When we do detailing, we don't work with ornamentation in Danish design. The details are there telling that the details has a function. Otherwise, if it doesn't have a function, we we don't put it in a design. It's completely different when you work with Greenlandic design. Ornamentation is a huge part of it. So I wanted it to merge into this construction of the design or the chair. And so it would still be ornamentation, but also the, the whole construction. Showcasing how to bridge elements of Greenlandic and Danish design, Aviaya recently designed a collection of organic-shaped furnishings in stainless steel, including a mirror chair and a side table, that are being exhibited between Greenland and Denmark. She'll be heading to Odense in the Danish region of Funen, where the exhibition will make its last stop. I wanted to give myself this task of using steel in many of the designs 
but still try to see if I could actually still capture some of the, the green-handedness in the designs. How to combine material that is associated with more like Danish or Western parts of the world with the Greenlandicness was to work with like shapes, uh, like form language, which was more like soft and curvy. Also a huge part of uh, the Greenlandic design language, actually. But I also incorporated embroidery and textiles and but also a lot of patterns as well. Yeah, that was one way for me to see if I could actually merge these two worlds. For Monocle Radio in Copenhagen, I'm Gabriele Delisanti. My thanks to Gabriele Delisante there. That's all for this week, but if you'd like more design stories, then check out our vault of previous episodes on the Monocle website. Or if you prefer print, then pick up a copy of Monocle magazine on all good newsstands now. Today's episode was produced by me, Maylie Evans, with editing help from Sarah Nicholl. Thank you for listening. <laughs> <laughs>